Hello, hello, this is Billy from the future, and I just wanted to take a second to apologize to our listeners for the small audio glitch you're going to hear throughout this show. Ian and I made a couple of adjustments to the way we record the show, and it appears to have added a small delay or echo type sound to our voices. It's not that noticeable, um, but sometimes it, it can be quite noticeable. We didn't want to throw the whole show out because we had so much fun recording it, and we really liked some of the things we talked about. Um, so I edited it the best I could. I hope you guys still enjoy it. We'll have it fixed for next week. So thank you so much and enjoy episode 41 of a gentleman's chat. Over the hills and through the woods to episode 41 of a gentleman's chat. We go Woo! with your hosts, Ian and Billy. That's nice. I like that. There we go. I live in more of a fielded area, less woods, but close enough. Yeah, good enough, I guess, <laughs> right? Hey, so you know, last week we were talking about people that think stupid things, you know, how people are dumber now than they used to be around this whole conversation the last half of the show. I don't think that's what we concluded on. No, that's pretty much what we said. <laughs> it's roughly what we were saying, right? Yeah, people are dumb. Yeah, so I was thinking this week, Salmonella, people still think that exists. In what way? Like in, in eggs. Like people won't eat raw eggs. Like for, Okay, here's my example. I don't think that's was, the main reason people don't eat raw eggs. Here's my example. Morning omelet? I w- nah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was mixing brownie mix the other day, and I yep. wanted to eat it. And my better half was like, you can't eat that. It's got raw eggs in it. You'll get salmonella. And I said, hang on a minute. <laughs> Who in the past 30 years has gotten salmonella? And her dad chimed in and... He, I'm sure he didn't hear the whole conversation. He just heard Salmonella. He said, I almost died from Salmonella when I was a kid. <laughs> and I said, when was that? He said, 1985 or something. It's like, yeah. exactly. More than 30 years ago. Nobody has died of Salmonella in the past 30 years from eating brownie mix. Okay. It hasn't had Bodybuilders eat a half a dozen eggs raw in the morning anyways. Not with anymore. Protein they just eat, they just eat protein shakes. It's just like I, whey protein. I'm. Listen, no one's dying. I don't know why we're lying to our kids about salmonella poisoning. That's less, though, that eggs in and of themselves and what we've done to them. Because of all our genetic engineering and modifications, we have all but sterilized the standard eggs you pick up in the store. Exactly. And because of the sterilization, the likelihood you get salmonella from eggs, very small. Right. They're significantly better eggs now. Correct. You don't die if they're not cooked. Raw Chicken will still give you well, salmonella. Folks, don't yeah, don't eat raw chicken. <laughs> I don't know who the heck's doing that. Yeah, once it's developed, don't eat it raw. Yeah, as long as it's not fertilized, you're good. Also, the eggs we make because they're so sterile, I'm not sure if they can even get fertilized. Like all the chickens we have in the cages in the factories, probably I'm not. Sure not. They, yeah, even the organic eggs, those you know, those free range brown eggs, those are all lies. So. Speaking of organic, that's a pet peeve of mine whenever anybody says, oh, I got this. This is organic. Do you know what the definition of organic means? Well, it's grown from ground. Like nope. it's, it's not contaminated. Way broader. It is means, it broader? It means either it's alive, has been alive, or derives from something that was once or is living. Organic basically means literally everything. Wowza. Unless we engineer something that has is not food and put it in something, it's organic. I see. So that's why every time someone's like, it's organic, I'm like, well, no shit, you're eating it. <laughs> it's food. 
Pardon my French. <laughs> I, get, well, I get a little bit heated when it comes to the organic thing. Right. Because, you know, if you ever look at the bottom of like a bag of potato chips, it yeah. says, you know, organic. Exactly. Gluten-free. Pop-Tarts right. get the organic right. label. Right. Pop-Tarts. There is almost nothing edible in Pop-Tarts and they are still organic. Yeah. I know like what they call the middle of that is quote unquote jam, but I've had jam before. Yeah, it ain't right. that. I don't know what sort of like McRib sort of thing they got going on Ugh. there, but... Oh, that'd be a great, that'd be like one of the terrible gag, but great inventions. The McRib Pop-Tart. Oh, Ooh. I totally thought you were going to say they should slap an organic label on the McRib. But... I don't think we can go that far. That might be pushing it. You think so? No, it takes, it takes them six months. They release twice a year. Of where they can even genetically engineer whatever we use for McRib. Well, listen, it's just because it takes six <laughs> months to kill whatever the heck kind of meat that is. Yeah, I'm not sure there's much meat in it. They're mixing up alligator tails and, you know, leftover crawdaddies. So I've never personally eaten a McRib. Me neither. But I used to work for a place, I don't want to get tied up, that they sell McRibs. Let's be real. They they are McRibs. They are exact replicas and ripoffs of McRibs. And... I would get them. They they come frozen. They're not fresh. They're not animals or anything. For McDonald's, I don't want to out myself or my former employer, but why we used to work in a place that sold McRibs. <laughs> we did not use the word McRib. We didn't have the licensing. I didn't work for McDonald's. McDonald's, okay. if you want to sponsor the show, though, I will pretend to enjoy your food. Best French fries ever, right? Exactly. Ian? There it is. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, we're sellouts. Uh, so. These McRibs, or fake McRibs, <laughs> discount off-brand McRibs, would come in. They're always frozen, which I am guarantee that's the same way they come in McDonald's. And they resemble what a child would think ribs look like if their parents have only ever described what ribs are. Ooh. Like you're at a barbecue and the kids can't quite see up on the plate, but they may see like one bone sticking out and like, oh, that, that must be a rib. So, they're like little compressed patties of indescribable meat. And I don't know who they think they're fooling, but instead of rem- having to remove bone from actual ribs, they add little, like, notches on either side of these patties of McRibs to make it look or resemble, like, a bone in a rib. Like, they've taken the bone out and they've given you the rib? Like... No, sort of like they resemble, like, the actual rib. Oh, no. But it's still just the same compressed meat. And then oh, no. we take whatever this meat is and you just basically nuke it. That's that's all a McRib is. And then once they come out of the nuke, you just lather it with an ungodly amount of barbecue <laughs> sauce. Stick it in between a bun and wrap it. And that's it. That is a McRib. I, there's probably nothing organic in that. No, I can't imagine so. I mean, it's that's... Definition of science improved or science made. Every time I had to throw one out or we cut one open or whatnot, just, you know, for science, I could not tell what meat it is, if it was meat or what exactly it was. It was just sort of mush, but a little bit stringy, like a little bit stringy mush that's compressed together. I don't know what it was. You know, people will turn around and make fun of the McRib, right? Those are the same people that, uh, that give hot dogs a bad name. I don't know why people are so honest about hot dogs. Like they you have ever, a place. You ever get like those, you know, not regular hot dogs, but like turkey dogs, as it were? It's basically oh. just turkey stuffed in a lining. Yeah, but turkey dogs are awful. 
I just don't like how they taste. I mean, there's there's nothing like a good Oscar Mayer wiener, right? Yeah. I mean, a true beef, hearty one. Beef is so much better than turkey. Yeah, yeah. And so, as long as I'm not getting charged eight bucks for it, you know, exactly. I'd, I'd be okay to eat it. <laughs> well, the economy's tanking. We might be able to get there someday. <laughs> right. Hey, have we ever talked about, like, ranking fast food joints on this show? If we have, it's been a we long time. We haven't ranked officially. I know people know my soft bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard my bottom. Some, I heard some guy making an argument today for Chick-fil-A being the best fast food restaurant easily. Like default that's the one doesn't get better than. Uh, I'm not sure if we were to go through this ranking process, what type of ranking would we do? Because is it like a tier list or do we have to definitively put one above the other? Because I'm thinking one above the other, right? You got to pick your one. That's a little bit difficult then because places like Chick-fil-A are not I would not consider them a conventional fast food. So depending on what you're after, mm. they are better or worse. I see. Because then it's like if you were to put Subway in fast food. Yeah. Also F tier. I hate Subway. Really? Yes. Do you hate sub places in general or do you hate Subway? I hate the principle of sub places. I see. You go into a shop. You know what you want to make on a sandwich. You tell them how to make your sandwich, and then you pay $12 for a sandwich you told someone how to make. <laughs> in my scenario, and what I do in my life, I get what I want for my sandwich. I put it on my plate, and then there's no confusion. No one ever says, well, what did you want with this? Did you want extra of this? Do you want that? No, I grab my own shit, I put it on my own sandwich, and I eat my own sandwich for $1.50. <laughs> that is a fair point. <laughs> You know, especially because they never get it right. If you ever go into Subway, for those that haven't recently, you know, they ask you, what type of bread would you like? Okay, tell them white bread, regular old yeah. Italian bread. And then when they're turned around, they say, what would you like on that? I know for a fact <laughs> that if I tell them what I want right now, they're not going to remember it or oh, do it no. by the time they turn around. Next thing you know, they're going to be putting pickles on or some <laughs> random garbage. Yellow peppers. I don't want any of that. <laughs> Dude, I listen. Now... I don't disagree with you because their little slogan is uh, your ideas, our ingredients or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's... I could just get my own ingredients. That is pretty lame, <laughs> right? But I do frequent Subway if I'm out for somewhere because it's so much better than any other like true... It's like the McDonald's next to it and the Taco Bell across the street are not nearly as good as this Subway is going to be. Had, if I had no other alternative between the choices you just laid out, McDonald's, Taco Hell or Subway, I'd go to Subway. Yes. I also most sub places like your Jimmy Jams, your Subways and whatnot. I don't inherently not like their ingredients or their food and whatnot. Skims out, all right. I just don't like paying ten times surplus to tell someone to make a sandwich yeah, yeah. I could actively be making as he's doing it yes. or she's yes. doing it. That's the part I don't like, dude. I went there the other day because so get a load of this, right? I go in for my yearly physical exam because I missed it last year. I need to have it this year for some paperwork. But my regular doctor's scheduled out till September. So I'm like, yeah. oh, man, like I have to get in and get this Tis done, the year. right? Like I yeah. just got to get done. So, all right, you can see one of her associates, this other guy. And I, I know the guy because he works um, at my parents' work. Like where they work, gotcha. you can go in and see the doctor there. Because that's like part of their health insurance thing that they got yep. going on. It's like, oh, fantastic. I'll go see him. So I show up and his nurse practitioner gal strolls and asks all the basic questions. Do you smoke? Do you drink? She takes my height and weight. By the way, she made me a whole inch shorter 
than I have previously been at any other point in my life. Maybe your spine's compressing. No, it's not. She's just bad <laughs> at measuring. I don't know what happened there. I just got shorter right away when she pulled the tape measure up. I don't know what Aww, happened. That is kind of... You need that 4-7. Listen, As soon as you no. lose... <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I get it. 4-6 just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't read it, well. It hits a little differently, okay? I, I, when you're that short, you need to work for every inch, okay? That's what I'm trying to tell you. So uh, I get that whole thing done, right? She asks me all the basic questions. Then she puts out a robe and says, all right, um, put this on. And I said, a robe? I'm here for my physical. She said, yeah, I know. You can keep your socks on. I'm, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? So 25 minutes later, I'm sitting there. Because I'm not sitting on the bed. I sat back in the regular chair. I didn't take my clothes off. I took my shoes. I always sit in yeah. the regular chair. Right. I'm not yeah. sitting up on that stupid table. Especially because then they have to clean it. They have to roll out all the plastic and recut it and fold it. It's bad. 25 minutes later, now that I've waited... By the way, this is in the morning. Other people are working. I don't know what I'm waiting on. The doctor rolls in, right? Asks me the same set of questions. I'm not that mad about it. And he goes over some things like, hey, you know, do you smoke? <laughs> do you drink? No. What prescriptions are you on? And we do the whole thing, right? Yep. And for those that don't know, um, when males go in for their yearly physical, there's usually a feeling of the genitalia region. Just to make sure that there's no lumps and bumps and sort of stuff. Like, that's that's standard practice. Your doctor touches you? I haven't been touched. I go in and I'm asked, Hey, how's it going? Any changes? Any growth or anything? I say no. And that's that. That's what happened to me this time. He's like, hey, so here's what I, I can do this, <laughs> but I don't have to. And I was like, please don't. Don't touch me. And uh, then he said, well, you know... We could have your glucose and cholesterol blood taken. We'll just do some samples real quick. I was like, is there anything wrong? Like, I don't have a history of them being wrong. I was like, well, you know, you have a little family history of high cholesterol. And, you know, you're 22, I guess. So we'll start that. Like, I, I didn't <laughs> get his reasoning, right? I was like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in my early 20s. I'm, I should be completely fine in terms yeah. of you know, blood sugar and cholesterol problems. But he orders it up. He said, oh, by the way, while you're in, do you want your... Uh, tetanus booster or whatever they always like, ask that. sure i'm out of date for it i should get it while i'm here so i've got my blood drawn i don't even know how many times in my life now especially because this past year as i've talked about on this show i've been very very ill i've been hospital i don't even know how many times been in hospital so um the gal comes in jasmine real nice probably just got out of med school she said hey we're taking your blood today i said i know i can see the vial and she said, you know, I was like, Jasmine, I gotta be tell you, I gotta be honest, I don't like having needles poked in me, but it's gonna be okay because I've done this several times. So she picks out a vein and all sorts of deals, and she's like, All right, we're gonna start, and I'm just not looking, breathing, whatever. <laughs> we get done with the experience, right? And I go, dude, I was like, couldn't sit up straight, <laughs> vomiting, oh, so no. hot, I was sweating, so cold, I was shivering. I have never once had this experience before in my life. This gal basically had to pick me up and set me on the bed that I didn't want to be touching to begin with. Dang. And I had to lay there for like 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. How much blood did they draw? A single vial. And my body shut down. Wow. Was, my body gave up after one vial of blood. Wow. Dude, it was the scariest experience I've had in a long time. Like I literally, I couldn't stand up. I was just gone i wasn't even on planet earth for a little while did your re test results come back fine completely normal what worst kit worst part 
She gets me laying down, and she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I got to get this tetanus shot. And so she hits me in the other arm with this tetanus <laughs> shot all the way down. Dude, what a legend. That's exactly how I would play that. <laughs> she, she absolutely bamboozled me. I was down and out, couldn't couldn't even be bothered. I was leaned over the trash can, just gone to the wind. She, by the way, I got to hit you with this. And then walked out of the room. Oh, That's great. I have never had that experience. Have you ever had it like... It wasn't. I didn't faint, but have you ever had like a fainting esque experience when your blood is being taken? Absolutely not. Me neither. This Although I have a very abnormal heart, I. It's very healthy in its own way. It's also incredibly messed up, and I have to have blood drawn constantly all the time. I probably draw a good pint. We're talking like sixteen vials every single time I go in to get my blood drawn. So my God, I'm a pro. It never bothers me. Most of the time. The, uh, now because I'm uh, I've been qualified and whatnot, they'll let me draw my own blood. That way they don't have to sit there and hold out because it takes oh, a long yeah, time yeah, to yeah. fill sixteen vials. Dude. So I'm just sitting there in the room filling vials. Uh, now that I said that, uh, any uh, state officials or anyone listening, they don't let me do that. I'm not going to disclose where I go because I'm pretty sure now that I said that, that's not allowed. Well, oh well. You know, we live we live in the Midwest. It's a different set of rules that we play by here. You know, it's just a, it's a, different, yeah. it's a different sort of game we're playing here. Uh, all of this to say, we can do a tier list if you really want of oh, yeah, yeah. different fast food yeah, yeah. restaurants. Do we have a list of fast food restaurants no. pulled up or do we no. need that? No, no, we don't. Well, just off the top of no, our head. I, I can tell you pretty, pretty much spot on where I'm going to go with this. Yeah. Also, full disclosure, Billy, you have not lived anywhere except Wisconsin, correct? Correct. A lot here in Wisconsin. We have a strong core set of fast food restaurants. Yeah, we, do. we do not have all of them at all. So everybody that's watching from different regions and different parts of the world, for this full disclosure, just so you know, I've lived pretty much everywhere in the U.S. I know there are other fast food restaurants. If we both have not gone there, it is not okay to judge them. Right. We will not be doing that. Right. So your checkers rallies, your in and outs, your I have been to those. Okay. They're kind of meh. But we also don't have White Castle. We do not have, we do not have uh, Sonics. We there's a lot we don't have. We used to have a Sonic. We used to. Same with we used to have a Hooters. It's not fast food, but they don't fly in the north because. You can't ride roller skates in Wisconsin nine months out of the year, and you can't be wearing uh, tight and not very much clothing nine months out of the year That's in Wisconsin. Yeah, You'll yeah. just freeze. Yeah. Okay, so allow me to go with my A-tier list. I, I can think of... A's? Yeah, I'm starting right okay. at the tippity-top. I got tippity-top? You have no S-tiers? You actually, have no... I've got four of them here. You have four S-tiers? The, the, yes. Oh, my. Here they are. Culver's, A and W. I forget the third one. <laughs> Five Guys, which I guess you could argue is not fast food, but it's not. It's on most fast food chain. Right. Lists. If you googled fast food, yeah. it's there. And the Freddy's that is yet to open down the street. I've already <laughs> included it as tier. All right. So as far as where I would put those S tier, uh. Culver's, I put in a solid B tier. I do really like their burgers. I really like their cheese curds. 
they have one of the worst fries. I hate standard generic-ass dry crinkle-cut fries, and I think that's what's holding them down for me. Culver's fries, they don't have it for me, and they're very overrated because people say they like Culver's fries. I'm like, if I'm going to Culver's, 100% of the time, I'm going to have to upgrade to like cheese curds or onion rings or something other than the fries You're because right. they're bad. You're right. Now that I've said that, I'd like to take them off my S-tier list, and but, I'd like to sub in JD's. Okay, JD's I would all around for what it is is pretty good. I would say that with A&W. I'd put it a little bit above Culver's. I'd put it like A. It is incredibly cheap. Yeah, yeah. And for the money, there's not a lot to complain about because you can get freaking four cheeseburgers and five fries for like six bucks yeah, or something yeah, that yeah. A&W. stupid. Yeah, so there, yes. As far as the one you forgot, Sure, it's S tier. Whoops. <laughs> Freddy's depends on the particular location. I have some really bad experiences and some really good ones. I've never really had a mediocre Freddy's, though. Okay. So we've really crushed S tier. Glad to yep, see we're in agreement exactly. there. Uh, a tier? Oh, I don't even know. Really, I think it's just a scramble to the bottom, right? Yeah. You've got your Wendy's thrown in there, Arby's. I actually really like Arby's. Wendy's I haven't had for... I had maybe my first time a couple months ago. I was pleasantly surprised because no one ever goes to Wendy's. I feel like it's one of the most underrated. The one that's by us is always empty. Yeah. I have no idea how they're in business. Yeah. I would say most of the ones I've seen in Wisconsin are always empty. But I would give them a solid A. Like, they're always pretty solid. Yeah. I don't... So... For those of you listening, give Wendy's a try. They they need your help. Especially because I think the people that made their lemonade, their Dave's lemonade or whatnot, that Dave guy died. <laughs> Poor Dave. From what I gathered, it wasn't very recent, but I found out recently that that Dave guy is no longer here. So go to Wendy's and get a Dave's lemonade. Yeah, pour I, one out for Dave. I've never had it, so I can't say it's good or not, but it's lemonade, so it's difficult to mess up. Yeah, it's like Lee's. Ever been to Lee's? It's a yeah. you know, southern chain. They've got really, really good chicken, too. And yep. really, not just chicken. I'm thinking of their <laughs> chicken in my head because it was really, really good the last time I had it. But uh, their lemonade, I don't remember it being all that good. Mm. Usually in southern chains, I don't like their lemonade. Naturally, I don't drink any of this anyhow. So I'm a terrible judge. I just drink water. Way too sweet for me. Right. Which is the reason I only drink water in the first place, because I don't have a sweet tooth, and I only like water. Right. So if it's extra sweet, I don't like it. So if we were to race to the bottom of this list, we're going to put McDonald's and Burger King down there, right uh, along next to Taco Bell. I would give, especially in recent years, I would say at one point in time, controversial, I would put Burger King above McDonald's. Wow. In recent years, it... I don't have any idea where they are anymore, so they definitely drop below McDonald's. However, I would never eat at either. Yeah, I have. I a, have a. I have a very long F list. Yeah, yeah, I have a burger. Well, neither one of us eat fast food. I don't know why we're That's talking true. about this. It's a silly topic. <laughs> Our F list is going to be ninety-five percent of the places. Here's the only time I'll ever eat at Burger King because I have one three hundred feet from my house, as you know. Yep. They send out. Little pamphlets yeah, of where it's like dollar forty nine for a chicken nugget meal or something like yes, that. Yes, they send out little you know? deals, and uh, they have deals on there that it's like 
Yeah, the ten piece chicken tenders and a medium fry for a dollar fifty. Yeah, it's like, like well, you can't really say no to that, right? Two free quarter pounders with cheese. Yep. And I was like, you know what? I don't like it, but for free, yeah, I can get down for free for dirt cheap. Now that you mentioned that, I have used those a couple times. So Burger King's back above McDonald's. I do not go to McDonald's. I will not go to McDonald's. They have nothing there for me. I feel like McDonald's has a better image in my mind. Like it's just a happier image. But I would never, ever go to... Exactly. But in the rare circumstance that I'm getting dirt cheap food, I would potentially go to Burger King. So Burger King has to be above McDonald's now. Okay, okay. I mean, I don't like that, but I agree with your logic. Yeah. Um, I just don't like Burger King, I think. I don't like either, but like I said... Burger Taco King Bell's is below all of those. Taco Hell is my bottom. It, it, it is the worst to me. I was putting Chick-fil-A kind of down there too, to be honest. You don't like Chick-fil-A? I don't like several things about Chick-fil-A. First of all, I don't like the people at Chick-fil-A. They annoy me. Because they're all... <laughs> Why do the people annoy you? Because <laughs> they're all... Like, the median age of that crowd is 15. Yeah? Yeah. And their moms are just as annoying as they are, okay? All I want is my food and to be gone. I've eaten at Chick-fil-A once, and it's the only time I'll go there. So you don't like Here's it my... because our Chick-fil-A... They're young and they're all, they're very peppy and happy. No, they're, they're all... not. They're annoying. And here's my second problem with Chick-fil-A. <laughs> what do you want to be when they you grow up? They serve only chicken. Yeah. Yes. A lot of places only serve chicken. I know. But here's Popeye's the... right across the street only serves chicken. I know. I've been there too. Not a terrible place. PDQ the, the, pretty the people, much only has The people chicken. working there, not so great. But you know what? The Popeye's chicken wasn't bad because I got it on a hell of a deal because one of those deal cards came in the mail again because I went next to it. Um... Chick-fil-A, you can't get, like, bacon on something. What if I want to have bacon on my sandwich, Ian? It's just the point, right? Like, if I walk in and I don't, like, you know, I'm, I'm in the mood for lunch. I'm out. I like something that's not terrible. And I end up at Chick-fil-A. I know the fries are going to be mediocre. And I know that the burger I'm going to have, it's not a burger. It's the chicken thing that's also not what I wanted. By that logic, why are you going to Chick-fil-A in the first I place? I don't. No, no, no. I'm saying, why would you go to a chicken place not wanting chicken? I don't go to Chick-fil-A. Why would you go to, say, Olive Garden and want ribs? Like, you're not going to get <laughs> ribs at an Olive Garden. Listen, wow, this Olive Garden sucks. They don't have cheeseburgers. This is what I'm saying. Like, what this the is hell? I don't go to Chick-fil-A. So it's, you only like diners. You only like places that have pretty much everything. No, that's not the case at all. I, I we've been to the Olive Garden several times. Here's your, here's it's also an after I am <laughs> I am blaming the bad food on my bad experience. Right. That's all this is right now. Okay. I have nothing wrong with the food. I the do not actually do, I don't side, like the fries. I don't. Their fries are they're clean but not, but forgettable. There's not much to them, but they are also like not. They're not repulsive or anything. They're not bad. Culver's dry. Correct. They're just not good. They're just forgettable. Yeah. However, I would definitely put Chick-fil-A easily above both McDonald's and Burger King. Like, easily. Burger King sends me better deals in the mail, therefore I'm Burger King. Despite the fact that but it's Chick-fil-A's food, food is better. Like, if you like chicken, their chicken is objectively better yes, than both McDonald's yes. and Burger The chicken King. sandwich I had there was very good. Yes. Was it an enjoyable experience? No, because there was 15-year-olds running around. I couldn't enjoy... I couldn't savor this chicken sandwich. So, in other words, we just need to go anywhere other than our Wisconsin where there's more than one Chick-fil-A. That, now, that is part of the problem. We have one Chick-fil-A. We have Chick one Chick-fil-A and one Popeye's. Yeah, and the lines are stupid in both of yeah. them. Yeah. 
Chick-fil-A, at least, because they have the whole 15-year-old workforce of our town, um, they get by real quick. Popeye's never does. Never, ever, ever, never. Popeye's does have really good deals, like when you get deals for their stuff. And I do love their biscuits because it's they're buttery, they're probably full of trans fat, and they're delicious. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's, there. I wouldn't describe their biscuits as flaky in any way. No, because they're just they're so just saturated, trans fat <laughs> butter. But there's so much trans fat that it is impossible to look someone in the eye and say this isn't good. <laughs> it's like, of course it's good. It's trans fat and butter on top. Right. <laughs> it's the butter effect. With enough <laughs> butter, you know, eventually it's just like this. Really, what the bread is is a carrier for bread. For butter. Yeah, for, for butter and like honey. Exactly. It's just so good. So that that is good. However, they are probably one of the slowest fast food chains of our area, bar none. They've got some of the meanest workers. Well, I wouldn't say mean. I would say they don't care at Yeah, okay. That, that would be a better descriptor because every time Watch. I'm in there, I feel like I'm about to be berated. I, I will say, uh, just so you know, in my experience, it is not just the one we have in our area. Living especially down south where there's a lot of Popeyes and it's very popular. Yep. Every single Popeyes. That's just like the atmosphere of Popeyes workers. <laughs> they just don't care. Yeah. I have never been to a Popeyes where they're above and beyond, where they care and they show a lot of attitude. It's like, uh, what the hell do you want? <laughs> this is what you're getting anyhow. That's right. Get out. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly it. Exactly. Um, but Popeyes still above uh, Burger King and McDonald's. Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, the chicken's good. Another one that I would put below Burger King and McDonald's, uh, Panda Express. Oh, My goodness. Yeah. And this does, our area does exasperate, exacerbate this issue. Um, we live in a very, very heavily uh, Asian populated area. Yes, we do. So we have as many Thai, Japanese, Chinese, just Asian restaurants as you could possibly want. Yep. And then we have a Panda Express. Now, Panda Express, I don't like their food. I think their food is grossly overrated and just overexamined. I think not only is it just mediocre, it's actually bad. Like now you're you just describing it, Sonic. I don't know what you're... <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to Sonic, but Panda Express, just bad food. And... and it's not authentic at all. Like, people go there thinking they're getting Asian food. There's no Asian no. food whatsoever there. No, not even a little bit. And then what brings them so down on the list now is our Panda Express. <laughs> now, not only do they not have authentic Asian food, as discussed in past, our Panda Express doesn't have food. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So if we're rating fast food chains, not having food, kind of a hindering factor. Ian would rather eat at Taco Bell than Panda Express. <laughs> Our, in our area, yes, I would rather go to Taco Bell than Panda Express. They are absolutely the worst. Because I know I'm going to get there. They're not going to have anything on the menu. They're also not going to have the darn courtesy to close down. They'll still be open. And you'll get through an incredibly long line because we have one Panda Express and everybody, all, all the, the stereotypical group for this endeavor... I'm not going to give exact groups. I I'm see. sure if you think Panda Express, everyone knows which group I'm referring to, most likely. Uh-huh. This group floods this. So their parking lot, completely woven full. 
out on the street, completely full. This is like a two-hour fast food drive-through experience. To get to the front line to have them tell you, yeah, we don't have food. It's like, well, why are you open? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you can order some like, white well, rice. Can I get some like sweet and sour sauce for my time? No, we're out of that too. We don't have anything. It's like, okay, I guess I'll go somewhere else. So after two hours, just for someone to quick tell you that they're closed. Why? It took two hours to go through an entire line. If they're not even serving or yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no RDB qualities about Panda Express. It's awful. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually traffic pandas and they're just terrible well, people. Wow. Yeah. Okay, you are mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we almost have to simmer down with this indulging ad read. <laughs> yeah, that was a good break. It, man. Now back up to a high because it's different. I would not say it's the best food in the world, but if I'm in a pension, I need fast food. Arby's, I'm never disappointed with. I've never, never, ever have I been disappointed with what I get at Arby's. I would put Arby's back in like an A tier. Yeah, it's good. Because Arby's is solid, and especially in our area, it kind of has the Wendy's effect. Especially never. because they're always right by Wendy's, too. Like, all our Arby's are right next to Wendy's, now that I think about it. And nobody um, ever goes there. Except the one on Double uh, yeah, O. Yeah, they, they both have... No, no one, no one. So you know you can get there, and it's like two seconds, and you're out. That's the best part. Yeah, because you know normally that in terms of fast food time, they're a little slower because they're they're usually yeah they got to shave a lot of meat to put on those exactly. sandwiches, right? That's why they're on the pricier side. It's sort of like Noodles and Company. It's just a little pricey, but still good stuff. Our area though, because nobody goes there, I feel like we have a lot of deals, especially lately. I think there's like the seven dollar meal deal. You get a Two of your choice of like beef and cheddars, the beef and Swiss, or whatever combination yep. you want, chicken and fries and a drink for like seven bucks. It's not bad. So that that's pretty reasonable. And as far as like overall food, I'd have to be in the mood. But a lot of times, especially fast food burgers, they make me feel sick after. Oh yeah. And I think because always. Arby's doesn't do burgers, it's like shaved beef. It's almost like a Subway where it's more like deli, but like a hot sandwich. Yes. I never really feel sick afterwards, and their fries are good. They have really good fries. Yes. You know, it's one of those things. One like, of the best, bet, better of the fries. I think Arby's falls in the median where it's not like a cheap hamburger that's yeah. just tossed with pickles and ketchup to make you feel like acidy afterwards. Exactly. It's it's like a Subway in that it's basically just deli meats and stuff. Exactly. But I couldn't do it myself in my house as effectively. Correct, because you'd have to take the time to... Um, roast an incredible amount of meat right. just to make a sandwich. Right. And I'm not spending eight hours to roast a thing of meat just to make a sandwich. And I can't make those curly fries at my house. You could. It's also just very time-consuming. Right. I'm not going to bust out, you know... Exactly. The, the hot pan and some grease and but make it happen. But, like, McDonald's fries, the crinkle cuts from, like, Burger King and Culver's and whatnot, you could just buy those at a store, and you can make those yourself. You can. You can. It's true. And you could go to a store and... Probably you don't even need to work at it. Just buy a frozen cheeseburger for for cheaper, and it'll be just as good, if not better. Hey, listen, if Betty Crocker's on it, you know it's the good <laughs> stuff, right? You know, I don't think she makes burgers, but yeah. Uh, who knows? What doesn't so, she make? Arby's though? is pretty solid. And then Taco Hell, Panda, Express, those are the worst. I know there's always one I put down there, the, the holy trifecta of places I won't eat, but I can't remember it right now. I'm trying to th I had another one myself, and I've also spaced on it. Yeah? Because I thought, you know, we've... 
we've probably ranked our list, and I'd like to know what people think themselves as well. You can send us an email at a gentleman's chat uh, at gmail.com. It's linked down below, along with the merch store. Merch has been flying off the shelves. I'm pretty excited. The first, so we have merch on there. It's like stickers and uh, cups, and we've got hats and stuff. The first set of t-shirts is coming August 19th, which happens to be the three-year anniversary of a gentleman's chat. Stoked up on that. I can't wait for that. But I thought, you know, really, I what it's time for is for us to delve deep into another one of our favorite newspaper clippings. Because I have one saved from a couple weeks ago. And, I mean, get a load of this name. Here it is. <clears throat> Husband needs help dealing with wife's verbal abuse. Ooh. See, people always claim that we're sexist because we're always from the guy's perspective. Now we're on the... Or, sorry. The, hang on a minute. What do we always get yelled at for? White knighting people. Right? Because we're always saying that guys aren't gentlemanly enough and that they're the problem. Oh, yeah. I have, by this title, I'm not going to have anything nice to say about the men. So here's our mail bashing uh, episode. It could be a mail basher. It, it might Depending be a, on what happens. Might be a wife basher. Potentially. It's, However... Based on how it's phrased, I don't think, especially in a marriage, it takes a lot. Like, an extraordinary amount of sheer filth before I'd say something as abusive, just verbal. Right. Like, you can abuse someone physically very easily. It's easy to tell. If someone were to come up to me, they would have, they would have to try immeasurably more to abuse me with just their words. Right, right. So that's why I probably will not approve of this guy. <laughs> Hard to say. Are we ready? Yes, we definitely <clears throat> are. Here it is. Dear therapist person, my wife and I have been married for four years. I have never been married before, and my wife, Gertrude, this is her pseudonym name. What a great pseudonym. <clears throat> I know. Gertrude was divorced when we married. While dating, Gertrude told me about how her ex-husband would verbally abuse her and her child. But now Gertrude is treating me the same way she says she was treated by her ex, making the same types of comments and doing almost exactly what she told me he did, the ex-husband, what he did to her, yelling and screaming for no reason. I have mentioned to her several times that she is treating me exactly how she described her ex-husband treating her. I am getting extremely frustrated. <clears throat> Pardon me. I love my wife and I want our marriage to last. I have never asked her to... I'm sorry. I have asked her to stop treating me in such a way, but it continues. Gertrude and her ex were married for 10 years and we met two years after their divorce. I cook, clean, do yard work, work a full-time job, and pay the bills, all the things she complained her ex-husband never did. What advice can you give? Signed, extremely frustrated. Uh, don't be a pushover. Your problems right now, if you're doing everything and she's just hating on you for it, it and especially how you phrased, I've asked her politely to stop and whatnot, you need to stand up for yourself, man. Nobody's going to respect you if you don't respect you. Inform her this is going to stop. Yeah, I think that might be a good place to start. Because I think 
Especially because she's in, like, it seemed like a cyclical pattern. Like, yeah. She's. Monkey see, monkey do. Right. She was probably abused, and that's, like, just where she's getting her, like, world scope from. Not everyone is good at loving. This is what I've learned in my life. Like, not everyone is good at showing the level of emotion that, like, you're good at. Like, if you're really good, like, let's say I'm, like, really good at being sentimental and thoughtful, and the person I'm with is not. Well, that's like that's a barrier you're gonna have to cross because for you to feel loved and to love is an important. That's a two way street, right? Yeah. It sounds like she's not exactly good at being loved, and she's like that two way street is not connected for the two of them. Yeah. Um, I also think I wonder what the child's perspective is. Like, I don't know how old the child is. He only mentioned like her and her child. Yeah. I wonder what that looks like because I. I could assume like there's some defensiveness, like mother defensiveness going on there, right? Very true. But I would agree with your statement that if you don't, I mean, he said, hey, you're abusing me and I don't like that. But if you go up to someone who's screaming at you and swearing at you and say, hey, you're abusing me, I don't like that. That's not going to get you anywhere. Let's be real. That's not yeah. how the real life works. Yeah. I know adults tell kids this, like when they're growing up. Well, what you do with adults to settle conflicts is, well, they're swearing profanities at you for the past <laughs> 10 minutes. You say, hey, that hurts my feelings. I don't like that. Please stop. And then they keep swearing at profanities for 10 more minutes. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. That's not a way to correct anything or fix or solve any problem. There is a time and place to rectify it, not mid-disagreement or dispute, to sit down and say, hey, I'm having these problems, and that's when you can sit and have a well-thought-out conversation. Yeah, you're working on really, if I may, you're working on interdependence. Exactly. Right, because if you're independent, you're both going to be screaming at each other, and if you're dependent or if she's dependent, that's also not a healthy relationship. Correct. Codependency is awful. You have to be interdependent which means she leans on you and you lean on her and if that's not working you need to be like hey this isn't working and truthfully if that's going to see a a therapist and not asking her hey sweetheart i know you're screaming at me right now and i'm being abused by you because that's not not, going anywhere you're saying hey monday after work we're going yeah that's what it is have something scheduled and get that all set out and say hey we're going to do this because your communication blows yeah and then maybe maybe she's right. You get to the therapist and the therapist just says, bops you on the face and say, hey, it's all your fault. Be better. But at least you know. I wonder, you know, because he says I work a full-time job and I do the yard work and I clean the dishes and I wash the floors and I also suck her ass. Like, I, I wonder if, she, I wonder what she does during the day. Like, is she a stay-at-home mom? Does she just not want to work? Does she have a full-time job? Does she have maybe have a more engrossing job and she emotionally can't be there? Like when she gets home and the tuna casserole is burnt, like that's the last thing she needed to deal with today. Yeah. Because I feel like there's got to be a middle ground, right? does depend, yeah. There has to be. Especially if he's doing all the housework and say she's a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home wife. That doesn't give her a lot to do during um the day and people who don't have responsibility in your life if you don't have anything you have to do or basically grounding you it is more stressful and um maddening than people realize a lot of people realize this on extended vacations 
they'll take like a two week vacation they've never had one before and for four or five days it goes great but then afterwards they start to stress and they start to panic and things start to bother them like everything's falling apart and why well that's because they have nothing grounding them they have no responsibility they have nothing to do and if you have nothing to do it's easy to get lost and feel like for lack of better words you aren't anything or you're right you have no purpose because essentially you you're holding no responsibility so it's difficult to find purpose you're right i think people struggle a lot with that you need to have humans innately need something to keep their gears going yep they need responsibility they need and i'm not saying an overburdening amount but you need no. a task something that you do every day yep. or you know like a thing to complete a, a check mark to mark on your list uh, that's a good base level of responsibility. Uh, a lot of people find themselves in work, and it does really well for them. It helps them stay productive and stay healthy. Ultimately, I feel people should find the most responsibility in, even if you are not religious, in a moral structure. For Fundamentally, say, you or I, our biggest responsibility is to be is to follow in the footsteps of God as closely as we can right. with our faith. Right. That is something that day in, day out, no matter what happens, no matter free time or if we're doing other things, that can keep us grounded because that is always our core responsibility and that's always our what's driving us and what's giving us purpose. And it is difficult if you don't have, uh, say, religion or if you don't know God or whatnot to have something to give you that much purpose. But that means it'd be even more important to get give yourself some sort of responsibility you can cling on to to give yourself purpose. Otherwise, you're going to feel purposeless. And that's one of the most damning feelings someone can have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if And if she's feeling purposeless, I could see how she might get angry all the time. She might get frustrated. She might just be lashing out and, in ways she's seen before because she knows... She knows she's upset, she knows she's angry, but she doesn't know how to explain to you and whatnot that it's because she needs something. Could be. However, if it's the flip side. If she has like an 80-hour-a-week job at the steel mill where she's in a full heat suit pouring lead for 12 hours a night, that, on the flip side, that's both a lot of responsibility to be doing for like her family or whatnot. And it's also, it's also just draining. Oh, any absolutely. Sort, any yeah, yeah. sort of that amount of commitment is draining mentally, physically. So if then if she's getting upset and lashing out at that point, that's almost the inversion. That is, she's overwhelmed with the amount of responsibility she has taken on. Yeah. Both of those are fixable though. And there are problems with solutions. The best case scenario, though, is either get some outside help via therapist or a uh, neutral third party that you guys can rely on. Maybe um, a relative or someone who knows both of you. Um, just to, someone who can take a step back and help you with that. Or you have to find in a lull when you guys aren't screaming at each other and sit down and really work out what the problem is. And I think you're right. You need to clearly define it because I would, or I would argue, no pun intended, that 
like they their version or their view of the problem each of them is way different yep like their perspectives are both so far apart that it's really kind of hard to see the middle i would think and that's how you get a lot of differing differing views over a long time that never get solved and that's why you feel like you're fighting all the time yeah it's sort of like moral diffusion exactly and that's that's not healthy um i have a slew of my own problems but anyone who knows me in any of my relationships both uh platonic relationships business relationships or um non-platonic relationships i am very good at defining my both my intentions and what i want out of something right you if you are ever like in a relationship with me you will never not know where you stand or what if a problem arises what the problem is right you will know what the problem is and you will know exactly what the problem is which i'm probably too direct uh which is not a very good way of breaking ice <laughs> but problems get solved and then things don't last and that's that's the big key once you can it might hurt in the time to if you sit and say hey sit your wife down and say hey this is what my problem is right now we need to fix this you may feel like a jerk you might come off as a jerk you may be being a jerk i i am most of the time but usually the problem gets solved then and then you don't have the problem again yeah it's sort of one of those things like if you're tearing off a bandit you can either go about it slowly you could suffer in silence you could for lack of better phrasing man up and just say this is the problem exactly because he says you know in in the opening he was saying that I've told her several times, and it's I'm sure the guy has, right? Yeah. You don't exist for married for four years in a verbally abusive relationship yeah. and not bring up, like, hey, by the way, you shouldn't be screaming at me like that. Yep. But I also wonder, like, are you bringing it up correctly? Like, are you beating around the bush? you saying, this is the problem, and I'm not going to stand for it. Because he was saying that, you know, <clears throat> pardon me again, that really what she's doing is yelling and screaming for nothing. People yeah. don't just yell and scream for nothing. Like, there's a reason. True. And you clearly haven't defined what what's happening there. Yeah, I've never gotten home, and my significant other's like, just off the walls screaming. I'm like, what's wrong? And I just get more screaming. It's like, okay. I have, I have never, ever once walked into my house and been shouted at and thought, that's odd. Yeah. That came from nowhere. Yeah, unless her lungs collapsing, in which case... Then there is technically a problem. She just can't I, tell you. Right, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> that doesn't happen to my significant other often, so... Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I tend not to blame it on that. So, ultimately, this is a... You can fix this problem. It's going to take a little work on your end. you got to just come clean and explain what's going on. Especially if you say you've brought it up multiple times. Every Anytime I hear... I've talked about it multiple times... It either means it is a fundamental difference that will never be uh, repaired or changed or fixed, which is worst case scenario, or way more often, you think you are telling her the core of the problem or yep. whatnot, you're really not, or you're doing a wishy-washy version that gets nowhere. Yeah, you know, I think neither one of us are fans of divorce, and I think that's a lot no. of that's probably our religious ties, but also just Correct. us as people, like... If you're committed to someone, you should be committed to them no matter the what. The idea of marriage is for better or worse, forever. Yes. That is a commitment. I know 
most people don't like commitment nowadays, but if you choose that commitment, it is technically speaking how I see it, and I know a lot of people don't. Marriage as the construct was founded, one, as a public display and commitment forevermore in the eyes of government or society, all in one encompassing. That's why the government plays a part in it and oversees it, and under God. Neither of these two parties can you turn back to later and just say, whoops, my bad. I'm not that committed. So if you're willing to uh, commit something to both society, the government, to basically the world you live in around you, and God, it, it takes a lot for me to say it's not worth it or you need right, to break up. right. My point being that if you're that committed, as you're supposed to be that committed to a relationship, um, you need to find a way to make it work. Yes. And you know what? Is there a world where you can't see eye to eye? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Like, you don't want to admit that and you don't want to even entertain that idea because it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Or self-fulfilling prophecy, sorry. But um, there is a truth to that. If you're being verbally abused, if you're being abused and it turns into, let's say, physical abuse, if you're being abused at all. Especially if it gets physical, then yes. You shouldn't have to be in that. But if you don't try everything you can, the going to counseling, the talking about, if you're not doing everything before that option, then you are the failure. You are holding, yes, you are holding the responsibility at that time. You are taking it on yourself. Yes. And then lastly, if if worst case scenario... Two people separate. I'm not saying you and your wife will. I actually have faith that you guys will work this out, um, especially with it. You've been together four years. I feel like you guys have this. Yeah. Um, if something bad were to happen to people like you and you do separate, that it you must have an eye-opener and make sure this doesn't happen again. If you have been with someone four years to just now realize that you were not direct enough and honest enough with them that there is a fundamental difference and something you guys think or feel or believe that meant you couldn't be together, it should absolutely never have only come up four years into it. It should be second, third date. Maybe first if it's something really big. I didn't even think of it from that lens. How was it that this guy married this girl? have been married for a few years and is now like that. Yep. That it's sort of like people's um, responses and people's way, like the way they handle things in life is a learned response. Like that's why children are always so happy. And when they grow older, they learn that life isn't so simple. You're uh, most of those are learned responses to things. Yep. So somewhere along the line, something changed. I didn't even think of it from that lens. Yep. Hmm. Well, do you want to hear what the uh, therapist person has to say? Oh, I would love to. They're always wrong. Dear extremely frustrated. I know it's always the same gal writing too. So yeah. it's, we're always going getting the same um, advice from the same place. Seek marriage counseling as soon as you can. Pretty much what we said. If your wife refuses to go, then attend counseling alone. No one deserves to be. Fi- I'm sorry. Verbally abused. It can be. Whoa! whoa, whoa. Time out. Hitler. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just not talk in absolutes. Some people need a little abuse no one, to straighten comma, them out. Except Hitler, comma, deserves to be verbally <laughs> abused. It can be as self 
I'm sorry, it can be as damaging to your self-esteem and just, this is such a poorly worded sentence. What happened, therapist? Does uh-huh. no one proofread this? <laughs> no one, minus Hitler, should be, deserves to be, rather, to be fuse, uh, verbally abused. It can be as damning, as damaging to your self-esteem and just overall sense of happiness as being physically abused. This therapist is a moron. Happiness what? is an emotion of uh, temporary development. It is not a state. Well, when you tell her that she is treating you the exact same way her ex treated her, what does she say? If she agrees and says she wants to change, there is hope. If she gets defensive and blames you, then saving this marriage will be much harder. Both partners have to want to change their behavior to have mutual respect for each other. First, you must respect yourself enough to stop this behavior. Here's the one, well, several critiques, but the one that I would make. If she's already mad at you and say, honey, you're treating me like Mark, and she doesn't stop and go, oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, right. I don't blame her. Right? If you're in the middle of, how many yeah. times have you been angry? In the we middle talked of, about this. There's no way to sit down and say, well, I, I understand, and what you're doing right now is hurting my feelings. Can we just talk about this? Right. That's essentially what the therapist said, and like the therapist, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, probably single with that mindset. <laughs> Sometimes when you're mad, you just got to be mad. I was yeah. mad the other day. My better half was, I was I was just mad at something. And I was like, you know, you did this thing full well knowing that's not something she did. And she's like, no, I didn't. No, you're right. But I'm just mad. So she's got to let me be mad for a minute. <laughs> and then when I wasn't mad, I was like, all right, this is the thing. We're over it. Problem solved. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those deals. Yep. But you, you just, can't do that in the moment. No, especially when your emotions are that high. Yep. Other than that. I do agree counseling is a good option. I don't agree with the amount of urgency she put on it. Like it's an end-all be-all. Counseling is not an end-all be-all. I'm confident that if you guys put in the work, you guys can fix it yourselves ultimately. Because before counseling was even a profession, for thousands of years, people managed to be married without them. And they were fine. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I've become a big proponent of counseling as of late. Yep. Just because of experiences in my life and people I know, I I do think that if you can't figure it out yourself, it does be, help. Being being um, cognizant enough to ask for help. Yep. Is an important thing because I don't think a lot of people are cognizant enough to ask for help. I I always shadow that with it is not a be all end all though. People Ooh, think like going to counseling is both the first, the final step, and whatnot. Essentially, the counselor is a mediator that can help you devolve what the true problems most likely are and possible and the best possible solutions of said problems. Yeah. They can't fix your problems. You still have to do all the work outside of that regardless. Yeah, it's almost like they're the one that helps lay down the blueprints for the bridge you're going to build. Exactly. You You have have to build build the bridge. bridge. (laughs) Yes. So... If you go to counseling, but neither of you ever pick up a plank and start building, still never going to get anywhere. Right. So counseling is useless as that, at that point. Right. And that's why I don't put be all end all in counseling, because if both parties agree to go to a counselor, but also do not agree to repair or get over whatever the problem is, going to the counselor is just a waste of money because the bridge isn't going to be built regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I'm just... 
yeah. for my own self, I I do think that not enough people uh, start at the counselor as a place to start yeah. building that bridge. Because if you can't do it, you need to admit to yourself that you can't do it. And it's okay that if you can't do it. Oh, yeah. Like, that, there's just problems in life that you can't handle. That's acceptable. I've always been a big proponent to uh, counselors in some form in another or another. I grew up in a church community growing up. And churches, as far as Christian um, theology and theologians, there's a lot of support systems built into their type of church and there's a lot of counselors and elders Lots and whatnot who help people out for whatever they might be needing and i feel like that backbone helps a lot of people and not enough people take advantage of supports like that so yes counselors are very good and if it's ever a well we need counseling but we can't afford to pay for one i do recommend i guarantee you your local church almost all local churches that i've ever um been to they have counseling services and they're not going, they're not like charging you because of right. normal counselor rates. And right, whatnot. right, right. Because it's part of the church. They're doing it because they feel that's what's right. Yeah. It's a, it's a place that you need to be. And I know some people, they get scared by that because they're like, well, I'm not, even if they're not religious or if they are like, I don't want to hear the religious speech. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be damned mer- by people. Oh, I, I feel like, Really, if you if you go to that, and I haven't personally been, but I have had experiences with other people that have. Yep. And, you know, if you go there asking for honest help, they're humans, too. Very much so. You know, they're just they're they're the same mediator as you would get yep. at a regular counselor. And I would like to smooth over anybody's ill will, especially people who have never been part of the church. And the Catholic Church gets the brunt of this. But most of Christian religion, they always think that. Christians are the most judgy, and that's why they're hesitant to take up, say, free counseling services or whatnot, because they don't want to be judged. That's a misreading of, like, an outside idea of what Christianity is. As a Christian, I'll let you know, Christianity is the exact opposite. Because we understand we are all fallen, we're all sinners, and because we're all bad, if we're all sinners, then we're all equally bad. So you can come to us with whatever problem you want. We won't judge you because we're just as bad. We have right. no right to judge. Right, right. It's built into our religion. We have no authority to judge. It's immoral for us to judge. We can't. Just here to listen. Exactly. Just here to help. And help. Plus, from what I've experienced, most aside from if you're worried about the theology, if you're going, say, for marriage counseling, just because the counselor's out of the church, they're... Most of the time, I would say they don't even bring in God into whatever they're telling you. Because... For marriage counseling Yeah, for marriage counseling, right? they're, they're doing the exact same thing a normal counselor would do. Figuring out the problem and helping you fix the problem. Yeah, yeah. So, there's not much theology tied up in that. It's like, a, okay, well, you're having a communication issue. This is what you're messed up over. This is how we can fix it. That, yeah. It's kind of a set and done thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and if it if you're finding that that's not working for you, you could maybe buy in a gentleman's chat T-shirt that's gonna come out. That might oh, help. Oh, that's true. Some merchandise. Slap if a sticker If it doesn't, on. it'll help me. Yeah. <laughs> if it helps me, I'm willing to talk to you guys more. And if I'm willing to talk to you guys more, you get to hear my voice. It doesn't help you. It won't solve any of your problems. It's way worse than a counselor. But hey, 
I get the money it, from the t-shirt. Well, it could be better though, because <laughs> if you, you know, if you build that connection, you can send in more emails, you get a more prompt response. It'll go from six months to three months. Oh, that's true. And then bam, you're in. You know, because the order receipts go right to that email and Ian gets them. So if you follow your email. That is true. I get every order receipt. If someone gets a warehouse shipment of t-shirts, I'd be very inclined to give you some personal one-on-one time. If you sort of draft of your email and your order button, you press order and then send on your email, Ian will get both of those and he's more likely to read your email. (laughs) And... You'll get the, a much better response and one you'll like because I'll be like, oh, we just made this much money. And then following, hey, I need some help. It's like, I'm going to help this person. I made a dollar on this t-shirt. I'll help this person. Absolutely. Exactly. There it is. The best dollar ever made. That's a brilliant strategy. There it is. Also now you guys know. Brilliant marketing marketing strategy. Best way to get in contact with us. Buy some of our merch. <laughs> Dude, we are such sellouts. Yeah, we're con men. I oh, like it. Man. We are basically... Digital snake oil salesman. <laughs> and, and it's genius. We don't actually have to give or make any snake oil. No. We just use our voices. That's right. Yeah, that never runs out. And with that staggering realization, boys and girls, it's time to end. Thank you so much for listening to episode 41 of A Gentleman's Chat with your hosts, Ian and Billy. I'll go right when you stop it and the G-Hub thing pops out so it hasn't stopped yet. No.